0: No Meat Athlete Radio is brought to you by Super Nutritious, Super Delicious Aloha Protein Powder. Get through the holiday rush with a rush of pure, energizing, plant-based protein. Choose from chocolate or vanilla blends for 18 delicious grams of protein power built from the very best whole food ingredients. Enter promo code ALOHA20 on aloha.com to get 20% off orders of $50 or more through December 31st, 2015. This
1: episode is also brought to you by Thrive Market. Here at No Meat Athlete, we care about what we put in our bodies, but as anyone who favors whole organic foods knows, good food can get expensive. Enter Thrive Market, an online shopping club offering the best brands and groceries for up to 50% off retail price and shipped all over the United States for free. Go to thrivemarket.com slash Athlete to start your free two-month trial and get 15% off your first order.
0: Hi, this is Hope.
1: This is Kareem.
0: Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to No Meat Athlete Radio. Welcome, everyone, to the No Meat Athlete Radio holiday extravaganza. I'm Matt Frazier joined by Doug Hay. Doug, you ready for an extravaganza?
1: I am. I got my jingle bells on. And... <laughs> Great. Yes,
0: yeah, so we, it is a happy holidays extravaganza. Uh, we are covering all sorts of holidays here, ranging from Thanksgiving to Christmas, and that's kind of it. But to We don't mean to exclude. Black Friday. Black and... Friday, huge one in the middle there. <laughs> uh, New Year's is is kind of grouped in here. Kwanzaa intentionally. Yeah, we're not excluding Hanukkah or Kwanzaa. We probably won't specifically reference those like we do Christmas just because we happen to celebrate Christmas. Um, But we don't mean to exclude anybody. Uh, So let's see. This is going to be a fun episode, I hope. It's going to be a longer episode than usual, so we may ramble a little bit with holiday stories. Uh, But we're also going to pack it full of good stuff. We're going to talk about how do you deal with Thanksgiving stuff, uh, we won't be starting with that because it's sort of a downer. But dealing with the how do you how do you you know navigate Thanksgiving showing up being the only one who's not eating the meal that everyone else is eating, those dishes that do tend to arise around Thanksgiving, uh, some more fun stuff like how do you keep good healthy choices and habits going throughout the holiday season, or how do you sort of minimize the damage, which I guess isn't that much fun. <laughs> <laughs> so two downers there. But then we get to the really fun part where we talk about gift guides, our favorite recipes, our favorite. Beers, wine recommendations, movies, music. Oh it's it's an extravaganza. There's no there's no better yes. words than extravaganza for what we're about to do. <laughs>
1: so uh yeah, it is gonna be longer, but go out for a long run, put us in your ears and
0: Yeah. Listen as long as you like. Turn Listen. it off when you're done. Yeah. Okay. So uh one thing to mention before that we've got the bundle sale. If you happen to be listening to this episode, which is covering the holiday season, of course we're gonna be recording more episodes uh, during the holiday season, but we're talking about multiple holidays here. But if you happen to be listening to this during the few days before Thanksgiving or after Thanksgiving, we've got the no Meat athlete, vegan fitness bundle sale. It's our second year doing it runs from black Friday through the following Tuesday. Uh, the URL is no slash bundle two. That's just bundle and the number two, no dash or anything like that. Uh, and you will there see something like 17 vegan fitness gra- guides from a bunch of different contributors, including myself and including Doug Hay and many others that are great. Chef AJ, Robert Cheek, Drina Burton, uh, Whitney from Eco vegan Gal. We've got a very, very good lineup line of people this time, which I'm excited about. Sid garza Helman, Sid garza Helman, friend Jeff of Nomi. Jeff Jeff Sanders. We've mm-hmm. got a rich roll product or two in there. So it's a very, very good mix for a very cheap price. Uh, check it out. Nomi.com slash bundle2. Okay, let's get to the holiday goodness, Doug. All right. Okay, so first, let's start with the least downer of the two downer topics, <laughs> uh, which is making healthy choices and keeping keeping the holidays healthy. Holidays, of course, have the reputation of being the time of year when people kind of let things slip and when the good habits go to hell, for lack of a better word there. Um, heck, I guess I could could have said. Um, <laughs> So let's see. I mean, we want to talk about how do we minimize that. And we're not just talking about food. Of course, that's the obvious one, that there's lots of parties. There is just more opportunity to eat junk food. I know in my own case, uh, my wife doesn't ever bake. Well, I shouldn't say that's not fair to her. (laughs) She does bake. Um, She doesn't often bake sweet stuff that's not good for us right i mean now and then she does for a little yeah. treat and we have it but when There's she makes it around the holidays, everywhere yeah right
1: people bringing in holiday cookies to the office and
0: yes and so like and that. i tend to like i don't love that stuff but when Erin makes it at home for some reason i feel like it's just made with love and i just want to want to eat it up gobble it up really true I, I just i'm more tempted to eat that food that she makes uh because it's like a special thing so it's, it's around more so we, so that's the first issue is, is how do you not let your diet habits really slip uh, and then the other one, of course, is, is related to fitness and other habits too, meditation or any other kind of healthy things that you consider to be healthy, good, wholesome habits. How do you prevent them from slipping away when you've got visitors, when you might be traveling, when schedules are awry, all kinds of stuff goes crazy to the holidays. So yeah. we're going to talk about how do, you, how do you fix that or we, prevent it from going too bad.
1: Before we do, I've got a question. Okay.
0: What do you think about...
1: And may, you know maybe we we're going to talk about this anyway. I don't know. <laughs> but what do you, what do you think about uh, using the holiday period as an opportunity to take a break from things, like to be
0: more relaxed? And yeah, I think I mean I think that's really good. I think one of the things that I wanted to talk about actually was to understand that that it's not the time to try to be perfect in what you're doing. Like I, I'm not saying this means just let everything totally go, uh, which might be what you're saying. But I think that's part of it is, is understanding that if if you made the choice to be totally perfect with whatever you're talking about, food or fitness or whatever, during the holiday season, you're going to be sacrificing a lot of what people enjoy about the holiday season, right? Like right. like if you go to the party, um, but because – assuming that not eating the food there or not drinking the drinks there, assuming that that does limit the amount of fun you have or lessen the amount of fun, then, I mean, you're making that sacrifice. And that's to me, is part of the fun. Like when I go home – visit friends and see them during christmas which not not that much often other times i get to see them um you know it's totally worth it for me to to have some extra drinks and and realize i'm not yeah. going to feel that great the next day but like it's really nice time with friends and and it's part of it yeah so i i am all for that um i think it's good just to acknowledge that it's okay to not be perfect it is the holidays and that's also why we have new year's opportunity action. to restart and <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. But, but I do think it is good to kind of minimize the effects of the holidays and try to stay on track as best you can. Because we both know that as soon as you break habits, it's a lot harder to get back into them. Um, and so whatever you can do to, to kind of keep on track, um, even even during all the parties and all the, the food,
0: yes. uh, is good. So we had uh, Leo Babalta, who you may have heard of from Vlogs and Habits, Oh yeah, I think i have heard of that one. <laughs> uh, we had him in the Normandy Athlete Academy a few months ago, and he talked about he was on a month long trip to Europe with his family, and he was talking about meditation, I think, or maybe it was fitness. But you know, he's so I think he typically it sounds like whatever he was talking about he does for half an hour a day usually. But he said on this trip to Europe, he said he was he was trying to do two minutes a day, and if he could just keep up that two minutes, then he was happy because he knew that it wasn't what he typically did, of course. But if he could just do that tiny little bit, it would keep him from having the sense of like i'm so far removed from that habit and having to right. get back into mm-hmm. it uh and you know it would feel like some small win he managed to keep up whatever this habit was during his european vacation which is a pretty big big accomplishment you, so you just set you just kind of lower the bar for what you expect of yourself uh, but that is different from removing the bar entirely and expecting nothing of yourself i think that's right. a really important thing um i'm a big fan of like I've talked a lot about New Year's resolutions and New Year's being a holiday that I just like because of I, I should clarify that just that I just like not dislike no. um, because of I just like the 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 thinking that goes around there, right the, the motivation the idea that hey this this year could be the year that I do something new or change something entirely or make something great happen who knows what it is I like that kind of thinking I like getting excited about that sort of stuff um, but what I particularly like is going into New Year's feeling like you've already started like you already have some momentum going into that and i think this really does kind of combat the this new year's syndrome of people who on december 31st pick some goal they're going to do some change they're going to make and then a week into the year they've forgotten it because it's hard from day one if you say i'm cold turkey quitting smoking beginning january 1st you know it's very very unlikely that's going to succeed right um but with that or any other kind of change if you start say on december 1st you start laying the foundation for that and you set maybe you set january 1st as your official quit date in the case of smoking um or we should talk about something i mean it could be starting a running habit could be quitting eating meat i mean who knows what it is but you set january 1st as this is the day my official on the calendar day that it all begins but in between now and then i'm going to every single day do some action that helps me get ready for that um so you build this tremendous amount of anticipation first of all which makes it seem much much more important than if on on december thirty first you make this decision, and then the next day you try to do it um but you also get all this chance to to you know do the things we talk about all the time the creating of accountability, setting up of some sort of tracking system for you, figuring out what your actual plan is going to be, and I'm talking about the small steps here where you can figure out what's the the route you're going to take to get to this destination of yours uh so I really like doing that stuff with December. The, la- the week between Christmas and New Year's is kind of a great time for that sort of thing for me. But I think if you can start December 1st, start thinking about that stuff, that's even better. So one suggestion I will make. In the No Made Athlete Academy this month, we're going to do a meditation month where everyone just tries to meditate during the month of December. Mm-hmm. One little bit each day. Um, but but more generally, I like the idea of kind of picking one habit that you're just going to own during the month of December. And one thing where you are going to be perfect could be two minutes of meditation a day yep very easy thing to do but something where when you think of it you think of yourself as being on track you know taking charge being disciplined and then the rest of the stuff can be their normal holidays right so like pick one thing that you are going to be perfect with and then everything else understand that it's the holidays and things are going to slide. but you've kind of got this one thing whatever it might be to you that that is sort of anchoring you to just to the idea of of feeling healthy and good about what you're doing yeah
1: another another popular habit that people I've, I've heard a lot of people do is um do a run streak between thanksgiving and christmas hmm. or new year i guess too and so you know that's about 20 or 30 days or something most of december um and and you're running at least a mile maybe or 10 minutes or, or some sort of small amount that you're setting as your minimum uh, and you're doing a run streak every day up until between christmas or thanksgiving and
0: Christmas. i have not heard of that I like
1: that. Runner's World leads a big campaign about it every oh, yeah? year. So I've, I've seen... Well, they
0: must not do a very good job of that because I haven't heard about it. <laughs> well, I've seen a lot about it. So. <laughs> I must not do a good job of not being a hermit.
1: Yeah. Man, that's, that's
0: um, probably... That's a good one. one. I also like a drinking streak if you can try to drink every single yep. day between those. Yep. Between, that's another big favorite way to stay yep. on top of that. been this. trying to do that for the last two years. <laughs> got a two-year Good. We will get to that segment of the show later. Mm-hmm. But right now, we're still in the healthy stuff. Doug? <laughs> okay. So... um yeah, and then I guess the last big thing to stress here, uh, I mean, I, the, I guess the key points we've hit are think about your New Year's goals before New Year's. Go into New Year's with momentum. So make December a month that you do something well. And then the other point here is is pick pick one thing and, and do it really well. And so that's a great example. The run streak is a perfect you know, amount of – run a mile is all you have to do. It's not that much, mm-hmm. uh, but it's enough that if you were to do that that many days – and, of course, you're typically going to do more than that. But if you just ran a mile for sure every one of those days, I mean, you'd feel great by January 1st. You'd, you'd feel yeah. like you were had a head of steam going into the new year. Absolutely. So do that while at the same time bringing me to this third point, understanding that it's not going to be perfect and that's okay. Like there's this whole thing about eating. Like if you eat under stress and if you're working so hard to maintain some perfect diet but it's causing you stress, then your health is suffering because of it, right? I mean, there's there's no doubt that your health is suffering from when eating stresses you out or mm-hmm. creates stress in your life. So if it's making your holidays at all stressful, feeling like you're not, can't be part of it because your your you know, diet is so restrictive or whatever it is you're doing is so restrictive. Uh, I think that's not nearly as healthy for you as that, Like you mentioned, taking this time to really enjoy yourself and do what the holidays are about, which is, you know, spending time with friends and family and enjoying and have a good time and laughing and all that stuff. So, um, you know that that's just—it's a really crucial thing, and I think you're right. You do you do need you don't need that period every single year, but I think we we need our lives to be in seasons, and we need periods where we're really focused on stuff and we're really great, and then we need periods where we kind of relax a little bit and let ourselves, you know, give ourselves a break. Yeah. What happens if you do get off track? You're done. You're, you're done. You're good. So. You, you wait it. till the next December and start another one <laughs> someone, one habit that you hooked so. Um. I mean, okay. So one more thing to to think about before we, you shouldn't get off track, right? <laughs> because, <laughs> because, yes, the holidays have lots of opportunities for for things that aren't so healthy. Mm-hmm. But when I think about my holiday season, I mean, I don't have more than like five events where like there's significant chance to do something that's not good. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, most of those, let's say, thirty five days. Are pretty normal, with the exception of maybe there are cookies around, (laughs) but like it's not like you have to be eating cookies just because they're around. So yes, go crazy at the party two times a year on Christmas Day, Thanksgiving Day. Maybe you have the the big meal that isn't healthy, but like it's not like people are forcing through food down your throat and making you drink tons of beer by yourself in your house the other days.
1: (laughs) So don't get off track. Society is that society is forcing it down my throat.
0: shut society out like i do <laughs> don't watch tv don't talk to people don't go out for runs
1: <laughs> stay off blogs and yes, podcasts exactly. and, yeah.
0: yep mm-hmm. uh if you do get off track i don't know i think i think uh like we said that's what new year's is for right yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kind of... yeah you... no i mean really if, like if, you, if it's december 15th and you're saying wow i'm i'm terribly off track mm-hmm. that's the time to say okay i'm gonna make this big change and new year's is my day for it but starting now I'm going to start making the plans for that mm-hmm. and really do it. I don't mean I don't mean just say New Year's is the day and then give yourself license for the next 2 weeks to do whatever you want. Right. But like just set that date a little bit in advance of right now because that people get in trouble with that they they say I'm inspired to change, I need to change now, so starting now I'm I'm not going to do this bad thing anymore. And when they do that it just sets them up for failure because it it treats, it, te- it tells your mind that it's not that important of a change. if you can just make the decision in the moment to stop or, or start or whatever it is right and then the next day you don't do it which is very likely you you kind of fall off the wagon that quickly uh you're just kind of reinforcing this idea that when you make these decisions they don't really mean anything and you don't want to do that so i would say if you're off track figure out how long you've got till whatever your official day is it doesn't have to be new year's but it's a convenient time to make a change like that um and then and then Create a little little roadmap to, for getting there for the next two weeks, or next three weeks, or whatever it is, and say, "Here's here's the stuff I'm going to do to really set things up for success." And there's a lot that you can do. I mean, you could find an accountability partner, like we've mentioned. You can read a book on whatever you're trying to do. Get a plan in place. There's lots and lots of things you can do. Yeah, good, good. So that's that's staying on track in the holiday season. <laughs> it's easy, so, right?
1: Yeah. How about how about dealing with that awkward family friend interaction?
0: Yes. And it is. It can be awkward. Uh, I think it's a very, very common <laughs> objection. Isn't the right word, but kind of concern about going vegan or going vegetarian. People say, "But what would I do during Thanksgiving?" Uh, I don't think Christmas is quite the same yeah. weight. I and people feast on Christmas, but it's not really. It's more about nah, the presents. It's right? not
1: centered around uh killing of a bird.
0: I think for some people it is. Maybe I don't know. Right.
1: Ham isn't ham a?
0: I well, it's a yeah. Well, yeah, same thing. No, you're right. right. (laughs) Killing of Uh, an animal, sure. And I think there might be Christmas birds that are yeah, maybe so. I don't really know, but but I think for some people, maybe traditionally Christmas was more feast than it is now. It's more about get get them presents, you know. Gotta get them goods. It is, which is why I love Black Friday. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. So of course, but there is the. Not not just what would I do, right, because that's part of it. What would I actually eat, and I, how will I still enjoy Thanksgiving when I can't eat all these foods that I typically eat? Um, but then there's this secondary part of it, which is how am I going to be viewed by everyone else at the Thanksgiving table right. when I'm abstaining from the meal that they're all eating and choosing my own thing instead? Um, yeah, so very legitimate concerns there, and I understand completely why that would be concerning. Mm-hmm. Um one thing that worked for me was the fact that I did transition to veganism very slowly and was vegetarian for a few years before that, so I got used to having I did two vegetarian Thanksgivings before I did a vegan thanksgiving right and vegetarian Thanksgiving's easy right you just don 't eat turkey, but eat basically all the sides, all the yeah. sides are, mm-hmm. are still there um so I mean you know getting that practice and kind of getting the people who I would eat Thanksgiving dinner with accustomed to the idea that i wasn 't eating all the food there. That certainly helped, but not everyone has that luxury. Just because they may have already made the choice to become vegan, and that's that's where they are now, and they went right to it, which is great. If you've made it work until now, that's fantastic. Um, so I mean, how do you do? I guess there are a couple of things, There's strategies for what do you actually eat, and how do you how do you just have something for yourself to eat in the least awkward way possible? For me, that's bringing deciding what it, what you're going to do for your main dish. So this is assuming you're not the host of Thanksgiving. Uh, it'd be easier if you were the host, but if if you're going somewhere else, I think if you br- let the host or hostess know that you were bringing this main one thing for yourself, mm-hmm. and if you can bring more than that, if you could bring whatever your main dish is and like a side dish or even two, then I mean you're totally set, right? I mean you, you don't <laughs> you don't need to eat twenty meals on Thanksgiving to for, for <laughs> it to be a successful Thanksgiving, right? You could eat three really good things. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. This I don't. This bugs me about Thanksgiving that that, people, that we think because there's a tradition where we we're thanking God or whoever for nature's bounty that the only way to appropriately thank him or her is to, or it, to, is to completely feast on it until we're sick <laughs> and can't stand nature's bounty anymore and say after this I'm never going to eat nature's bounty again. <laughs> I mean I I don't know. So I I think there's something to be said for a, a more restrained Thanksgiving. Yeah, kind of being. Just mindful and grateful of of the food that there is and being extremely happy that you have three delicious dishes you can eat. Right. Um, Even if it's not all the – everything that everyone else is eating. So I don't know. I I like to look at it from that that point of view. However, when I've done Thanksgivings recently and been going to a place, if we tell the host ahead of time that we are vegan and and the people who invite us to Thanksgiving know that we're vegan – uh, they tend to go out of their way to make one or two vegan things, also, mm-hmm. or to tell people who are coming if it's kind of a, everyone brings something Thanksgiving, that if they happen to ha- have an easy way to make their dish vegan, then it you know let them know that people would appreciate that. Not that it's required or anything like that, right. but like we do have vegan guests, and if yours is an easy thing, you can use oil instead of butter. Mm-hmm. You know that'd be awesome.
1: Yeah, I, I tr- usually go to my parents' house or or Katie's parents' house and. In that situation, we offer, you know, we're not bringing, you know, we're traveling far away, so we're not bringing dishes with us. But we offer up a few options um, for them to add to the recipe, or you know, recipes for them to use. And I think that helps because I think a lot of the problem that uh, people face if they're not familiar with the vegan diet or or vegan vegetarian um, is knowing what to cook and knowing what options would be good for um, for a Thanksgiving dinner. So if you can give them a few recipes ahead of time. And say, hey, I would really like to make this. I'll help out when I get there on Wednesday, um, you know, to help prep it for Thursday. Then, you know, that that goes a long way and people really appreciate that because you're kind of taking all the guesswork away from them.
0: Yeah, I like that a lot. That's a really good suggestion. I have not heard that before. Yeah, it's so nice that, that's right what there.
1: that's what I'm doing this year. I yeah. uh, go to my dad's house. And, and actually, this is kind of cool. Um, I think we're going to have a fully vegan Thanksgiving dinner. They decided oh, yeah? not to get a turkey and... um Wow. to do veg duckin instead, which is <laughs> <laughs> the most ridiculous thing. But it sounds kind of cool. Uh, they they found this recipe. It's like a stuffed um, squash that is like it similar to a turdu- duckin' where you have one thing stuffed inside of another right. instead of another. Um, it's a vegetarian version of that.
0: Wow. Are there other guests or coming who version. aren't vegan or vegetarian?
1: It's just um, just my dad's family, uh, and they're not vegan or vegetarian but they eat a lot of vegetarian food i guess they they cook a lot so they yeah they've like forgone all the traditional dishes and we're doing a fully vegan dinner for katie and i which is pretty cool i think
0: so listeners in the audience see it's easy that's all you have to do is have have go to a thanksgiving where they're only serving (laughs) vegan food to a whole crowd of non-vegan people it's so easy i don't know why people have a problem with thanksgiving
1: well you know I, i think that this is true though i do i do think that um it gets easier as your family gets to know yes, you better and absolutely. your situation better. It gets easier and they become more open to different uh, different recipes and different foods and they've quit making it a big deal and it, it and then it is less of a big deal, right? Um, whereas at first they're confused and unsure what to do and might give you a hard time. It seems to get easier over time.
0: Yes. So of course I'm joking when I say, look how easy it is, just go to a Thanksgiving where they're than making a <laughs> But I think I do tend to have, have that attitude like it's really not that hard when people approach me with these questions just because i've been doing it now for you know vegan for five years and vegetarian for two before that so it's, it's just gotten easier and you kind of don't realize maybe that it's getting easier so you think you just think it's not that hard mm-hmm. um but no i think that's totally right that, that's just the the more what that is that's a specific example of i think a more general thing that just the more openness and transparency there is about the whole thing mm-hmm. the easier and less awkward everything is so if you just show up at thanksgiving and and it's like, hey, guess what? I'm vegan. And uh, like, what do you have for me? You know, It's right. not going to go well at all. Right. It won't even go that well if you show up and say, hey, I'm vegan and I brought this for me but I'm not going to eat the other food. I just think if you could ahead of time let people know the situation or hopefully you know the people well enough and you have communicated things to your friends and family and people you care about enough to, to be eating Thanksgiving with, you've communicated that already, hopefully weeks, months in advance. Not about this particular dinner, but about just your diet in general. Uh, if you've done that, it it has made things easier. And like people ask, how come you know how do you deal with the criticisms and people arguing? And like we just haven't had much of that because I guess the blog certainly helped. That starting a blog about it from the beginning, but people have known and understood my situation, so they've they've tended to be uh, not surprised by it and you know usually supportive of it.
1: So a while ago we did an episode on really dealing with people who are unsupportive of you right Mm -hmm. and and you shared a story about your uncle who always gives you a hard time and kind of yeah you know makes it a joke uh and pokes fun at you for for being vegan you know for a lot of people that is reality right their family even years from after going vegan they're still gonna have to deal with that awkwardness what what kind of suggestions do you have for that
0: i've kind of thought about that and i think first of all i think some people like to treat veganism as a protest, right? They want to be as visible as possible. Right. That's fine. And some people who who don't typically do that maybe still want that sometimes. Maybe they think there's a time and place for me to, to do this visibly, uh, do this in a way that people can see and that I have an opportunity to explain to people why I make this choice. For me, that's fine. But Thanksgiving is not that time, right? I think that's the way to create an awkward holiday moment that ruins it for lots of people who not did not go there at all concerned about eating or anything like that like i mean they went there concerned about eating but not about fighting about what kind of eating is right yeah. getting
1: getting all your family together is awkward enough you know there's <laughs> going to be some tension anyway you know maybe that's yeah, not the just, time to right. bring in the whole so,
0: thing so so that's the first thing is i would even more than we talked about in that episode which i would imagine probably ruffled a few feathers in the camp of people who who do view veganism as a protest and one that should be visible and and loud um I think even more uh, along those lines that we talked about there of of kind of just doing what you doing it for yourself and saying I'm going to, to do this not so that other people see what I'm doing and rethink their own thanksgiving choices but I'm doing this for me as a personal decision and that's my only concern with this is is to do that in a way that is, you know fits in is is still cool keeps everyone happy to me that's that's just how it is so I think if I were ever likely to respond in a confrontational way when someone does make a joke about that thanksgiving is the time when i least like it would do that mm-hmm. i would say maybe this is sort of in my whole zen thanksgiving idea of, of being kind of grateful for the little bit that you might have um i feel like it's the time to say for the sake of this whole dinner and everybody else here between me and this person i'm going to be the person who backs down from this fight and just kind of bees the or is the, you know, the bigger person, I guess, in the situation, not to escalate it into anything that ruins Thanksgiving for people.
1: Right. Yeah. So. During that same episode, we I shared a story of, of being at a bachelor party where someone was giving me a hard time. And, um, and I just kind of laughed it off and joked it off. And by the end of the party, by the end of the weekend, you know, they were actively seeking out recipe or, you know, uh, food at, at restaurants for, for me to have. Um, and I think that in general, the the better approach when it comes to people who are like that, who who aren't going to be convinced by an argument, um, and especially people who are your family or friends who you're going to see a lot of, um, and arguing isn't the best idea, uh, is is to just kind of lead by example and and laugh it off and you know maybe joke make a joke back to them and then and then just move on like it's no big deal and and eat a good meal and then they'll see that that yeah you can have a good Thanksgiving meal.
0: Yeah. That's an excellent point because I think I think with what I said, uh, I was kind of making it seem like there are only two choices, and that's either fight back in in a way that escalates an argument, or you know be like a monk and just let it wash off of you this this insult or whatever, and you just you just silently go back to eating your dinner. You can also just like choose to be like what a normal person would do and make a joke out of it, and. You you know then you've maybe built some rapport with somebody and mm-hmm. then like you said that kind of opens the door or paves the way maybe for them to be influenced by you because you have now uh, you know you, you've built this little bit of a, of a respect among right? right then they say this person doesn't get their feathers ruffled right away by by me doing that so I can relate to that or something and then it's curiosity and then they want to know so I think I think for both of us Doug that that kind of uh, approach just comes naturally like that's kind of the way to handle it. But I do think there are a lot of people for whom that, that just isn't the most natural thing to do would be to, to kind of joke about this because they take a diet very seriously. Sure. It's not something to be joked about because they do – I mean like we do, they do want to – they would like to see people change. Yeah. Um. But, and, and
1: we – you know, like you said, we do too. Of course think, we do. Yeah. We,
0: but we found that to ironically be one of the very best strategies yeah. you can have. Not the in-your-face strategy but the one that is more about relating to people and having them see that, yes, that person is normal and they're vegan and, hey, maybe I could do that.
1: Mm-hmm. To be clear, I mean, I think we both agree that there's room for both in the movement. We're not saying yeah, one oh, definitely. is bad. Yeah,
0: definitely. I, and I think, but I think one reaches a certain type of people, and I think mm-hmm. another approach reaches other people. Right. Yep. Who traditionally, I think, have not been reached by, because, I, I don't know, at least the way that I see it, um, prior to like, uh, maybe the year 2000, it just seemed like vegetarian and vegan was this weird group of people who, who mm-hmm. were militant and in your face. And I think, maybe even more recently than that, it just seems like there's this growing movement of people who you know want to be the as vegan.com put out a good little graphic one day it said be the vegan who gives vegans a good name mm. and I just like that idea and I think I think that kind of is, is a growing sentiment that maybe what this movement needs more of and not to say that it needs less of the other stuff but that it needs more of that kind of approach of just, just being cool about it and, and people s- realizing that it's not so weird and I think that's a huge part of it yeah okay fun stuff we're on the fun stuff. That was Thanks awesome. for sticking <laughs> with us. <laughs> I mean, it's important. I, I hope people did enjoy that stuff. But we've got now to discuss some things that involve A.C. Slater and Will Ferrell and Taylor <laughs> Swift and really good, important things. So let, let's get on to that. that. That's a good tease, huh? A.C. Slater. Oh, yeah. A.C. Slater is in my holiday mix. Yeah. yeah.
1: So where are we going to start? With? Should we start with gifts? You know what we should actually do is start with thanking our sponsors.
0: Yes, let's do that. I'm thankful for these sponsors Yeah So let's thank them This episode of Nomad Athlete Radio Is brought to you by Aloha The holidays are approaching fast Keep them outpaced With 18 energizing Muscle building grams Of plant based protein Aloha protein powder Is filled with the very best Whole food ingredients Like organic peas Hemp and pumpkin seeds That keep you going All season long And they're not just Nutritious Doug They're delicious With creamy chocolate And vanilla blends For an extra boost Of whole food Whole body Happy healthy Holiday energy Add Aloha Daily Good Greens to the mix. Just choose one of three delicious blends, chocolate, berry, or original, and pour into your favorite water, juice, smoothie, or dressing. You'll get a full serving of fruit and veggie goodness and a huge burst of energy. It's the gift that keeps on giving, Doug. Visit aloha.com and enter promo code ALOHA20 to get 20% off orders, $50 or more, through December 31st, 2015.
1: And we are also sponsored by Thrive Market, Healthy Living's equivalent to Costco. The online shopping club lets you filter out your preferences. Vegan, raw, organic, gluten-free, and all of your favorite healthy foods and products are up to 50% off. Matt, did you know that Kate and I actually put in our first Thrive Market order last week?
0: Only because I read this ad copy before, Doug.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We ordered several of our staples like rice, ground flax, nuts, pasta, and some tea, and we were also able to pick up our favorite shampoo and soap, all at a majorly discounted price. Being able to use Thrive in conjunction with our farm share will significantly cut down the trips to the store and save us some major cash money. Go to thrivemarket.com slash no athlete to start your free two-month trial and get 15% off your first order. Fitting for the holiday season, for every paid membership, Thrive Market donates a free membership to a low-income family, teacher, or military family, so you can all thrive together. Go to thrivemarket.com slash no athlete to start your free two-month trial today
0: okay ac slater beer gifts we got a lot to talk about should we start with recipes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay <laughs> let's start
1: with the most boring of the bunch recipes <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay so i'm not gonna we're not gonna list recipes we will list types of food that we, we're not gonna give step-by-step recipes here on the podcast uh but we will provide links to just about everything we mentioned uh, first place to start is com slash vegan-thanksgiving. dash By the way, we should say, mention one thing. The, these recipes, we're not going to give links for every single one either. We're not going to give long URLs for all these recipes. No. We will give one URL, which is the show notes, which is com slash radio-115.
1: 115.
0: Good. Is that our 115th episode? Nice. We should celebrate with a yeah. holiday episode. <laughs> so if you go to that, com slash radio dash 115, you will there find links to all the recipes and things that we're mentioning here. So I wrote a post a while ago called nomadathlete or at com slash vegan dash thanksgiving. And there I put just kind of – it's called How I Do Thanksgiving as a Vegan. So a bunch of the stuff that we've talked about already, uh, but included there are a bunch of – recipes that i tend to like or just links to other people's uh, other bloggers like heather at young universe uh choosing raw they're kind of their vegan feast for Thanksgiving mm-hmm. that you can go just kind of get some ideas from the specifics though if you're looking for something like if you want to bring a main course to thanksgiving and i know a lot of people do like they're not that because one of the things in that post that i say you should do is just make it about the sides just make some really cool vegan side dishes of which there is no shortage if you look for them um But if you want to bring like a main course and you just need that main course thing, field roast makes something called a celebration roast that I think is really, I don't know, nice alternative to turkey. It's not that healthy for you because it's just made of wheat gluten and who knows what else. But they're not that bad for you either. It's not like it's a bunch of processed soy and weird ingredients that you don't know what they are. There's like apples in there and some other just normal looking food. Um, So that was, we've had that for one or two Thanksgivings where we, you know, you put that in the oven and it gets hot and then you eat it and it doesn't taste like turkey, but it tastes like something delicious and savory and good. So we've done that as kind of the main course a few times. Have you done the tofurkey? I never have done that. Have you? I've I, um,
1: had it once uh, at a Christmas, and it was okay.
0: Is it shaped like a turkey? It's like shaped like a ball. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of how these are. They're shaped like a little mini holiday ham kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, that's yeah.
1: kind of... Um, and it's stuffed. There's like some stuffing. Yes, that's what this is. Too. Mm-hmm.
0: So this is probably the competitor to that. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I mean, they're okay. They're not... They're not bad. They're not real turkey, but, you know, they, they get the job done for me. I, I like to do that. And for my kids, they kind of like that, too. It's like we don't eat that stuff usually, so they like to have it. It's just good. Mm-hmm. So that's one. Um, I guess in a more whole food, as a more whole food alternative, there's a dish from Terry Walters that is like roasted root vegetables. There's some mushrooms in there. Uh, there's some caramelized onions in it and some lentils. And that's a really nice kind of autumn-y flavored uh, Thanksgiving sort of flavors in there that would work really well as a as a main dish on Thanksgiving, and I've done that as kind of a side dish that works as a main. So that could be a really nice thing that you bake a big casserole of and bring that for everybody, and then you make that along with who knows what else, bread, maybe some stuffing if that happens to be vegan, mm-hmm. and make that your main course. So that works well too. Uh, that recipe is on the the, po- the post that I just mentioned, so we will link to that. Um. What else you got? Do you have any any particular favorites? I've got a few more, but I'll yeah. I'll the
1: The main dish that that we is has been our go to really since we went vegetarian, um, or since we started going to holidays together, um, my wife and I. Yes, not not, not you nope. and I. <laughs> is uh, Oshigoe's lentil loaf. Uh huh. And I just it's good. It's tasty. It's 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 kind of um, shaped like a meatloaf or something, uh, but you slice it and. And it works perfectly for these holiday meals because you can still pair it with the stuffing or the mashed potatoes or whatever sides you have. And it it feels kind of like you're having uh, the equivalent of a turkey. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
0: I've actually had that before. With Is that meal. in her book?
1: I don't know. I got it before the book. Or okay. I've, so she has at least a version online. I feel um, like which we've is made that for a saying. normal
0: dinner before but i i could totally see how you, what you're saying you cover that in gravy and you'd have a nice little thanksgiving dish
1: exactly it's and it's delicious and it's good and um easy and you know it it's big enough to share so people can have some of it too and feel like they're taking part in your meal so that's that's our go-to main dish and it has been for the past several holidays
0: good uh so we've got a few others here mashed potatoes and gravy i mean a lot of times mashed potatoes have butter in them or some sort of whole milk or something so You do want to ask about those if that is a concern to you. Uh, so what I usually do is make them just find some vegan version. I mean, I don't think mashed potatoes themselves differ all that much. A lot of them are made with earth balance or some kind of vegan margarine thing Mm -hmm. just to add that, that richness to it. Some people may or may not be opposed to that for Thanksgiving. I kind of think holiday time, you know, go for it. Make, make the, the dish that while not that healthy, you're just having it literally one time or maybe twice for leftovers. Uh, it's the time, I think, when you don't want to feel sad that you're vegan and that your food <laughs> doesn't taste like it used to. Yeah. So I, I say make the junk food if it's just going to be one or two meals. Um, I don't remember if Issa's mashed potatoes – she has a, a call recipe, which is not at all a good example of making the, the bad dish. It's like it's potatoes mixed with cauliflower that kind of add some veggie goodness to your potatoes, and you don't really notice it. So we do that a lot for a typical dinner. Uh, for a holiday, I probably would – go more with find some sort of earth balance variety of mashed potatoes that really aren't very good for you. Um but that's an example, those are good. So Kala pots is C A U L I P O T S. See what she did there? Mix cauliflower and potatoes. Um <laughs> <laughs> but she also has a mushroom gravy that I like. It's on the Post Punk Kitchen. We'll put the link to it. And mushrooms just add a nice savoriness that you know, you might otherwise get from beef broth that you're not going to of course get from beef broth as a vegan. So they're always good. Any any vegan gravy that has mushrooms in it is, is for me, a kind of a safe bet for something that's not going to taste like brown water that tastes like nothing, but actually has some flavor to it. So on on the Postpone Kitchen, she's got some mushroom gravy there. All these things are things that I've done before. This year, a new one I'm doing is artichoke dip from Drina Burton, who we mentioned Mm. is in the bundle sale. Mm -hmm. Um, But she, a lot of these artichoke dips, which for some reason I've fallen into the habit of making artichoke dips on Thanksgiving to have like during the football games before the dinner. Yep. And you get some, chop up a nice loaf of bread into cubes and dip that and it's a very delicious appetizer. Uh, but they're usually made with, like you have to buy a jar of vegan mayonnaise or some mm-hmm. kind of junky thing or vegan sour cream. Hers has none of that in it. It does have some nut milk uh, or soy milk and also some cashews, raw cashews that tend to be in a lot of creamy dressings. But that's the healthiest artichoke spinach type dip I've seen so that's that's what I'm going to be doing this year. That is new. Um, otherwise, I've not really decided yet what I'm doing. But cool,
1: yeah. That reminds me of
0: two things actually.
1: Okay. Uh, one thing that I have is um, you know because gravies are often not vegan, um, and if if you don't have a vegan gravy option, I have put a lot more weight on the cranberry sauces and the artichoke relish, which my family is a big artichoke relish people, um, and just you know covering all my foods my you know my mashed potatoes and my lentil loaf and all that stuff with with those types of uh sauces instead of instead of gravy and that's delicious and, and wonderful and then uh as for appetizers i like and my wife is a huge fan of the black bean hummus in the name no athlete book
0: there you go 2 99 this month only
1: now on, on the kindle <laughs> yeah that's right
0: uh cool that's good Speaking of hummus, you've now reminded me of something, Doug, and we'll see oh. if this reminds you of something, and then we can just keep going. on. <laughs> All right, let's go. Uh, there is a pumpkin hummus recipe that my sister Christine Ooh, made in wow. that uh, in that vegan Thanksgiving post on Nomidath that I mentioned a few minutes ago. Tried that. That That's sounds wrong. great. There you go. Might be a good one for you and Katie to try. Hmm. Um. I was going to say something. Oh yeah, the cranberry thing. I feel like cranberries are kind of the The fruit cake of Thanksgiving, like people like to make fun of them now because the cranberry sauce that comes in cans and <laughs> right. like you get the yep. jellied cranberries, but they're really good. Oh yeah, and you can make delicious cranberry sauces. Yeah, really good. So I haven't really. We made it one a long time ago that had it seemed, I think it had like orange juice or something mm-hmm. in it, and made it very good. Um, I've just been buying them from Whole Foods in the can, and you get nice, good. You know, you know, just they're not a bunch of junk stuff in right. like there. They're just cranberries, uh, maybe with some sugar added, which is again, I think it's fine for the holiday time to do something good. Yep, uh, but they are one of my favorite parts of the meal nowadays. No, by far, me too. Yeah, and Rich Roll just sent an email with a recipe from the Plant Power Way his cookbook with uh, a cranberry sauce recipe there. Oh. I don't know if anyone who if you are not on that list, if you can go get it easily, but maybe we can find a way to link to that also on this on this show notes if we can do it. Um, so that's that's kind of about it. So that's food. How about drinks?
1: Well, I have one more food, and this is not a recipe. Um, Did I
0: remind you of it by mentioning something? (laughs) No,
1: I had written it down. Actually, (laughs) last night is the first time I've had it. Um, (laughs) And speaking of holiday indulgences, uh, we went to Trader Joe's yesterday.
0: Mm -hmm. This is after you, you taught my wife how to run on trails? Yes. Okay.
1: After I taught after I led a beginner's trail running clinic and your wife attended and
0: She's not a beginning runner, by the way, I should clarify that. She's done three marathons. But she is new to Trail Running and she signed up for a, mm-hmm. signed up for a, a little seminar with the award winning Doug Hay and had a great time of it.
1: Yeah. It was wonderful. And then we went to Trader Joe's. Not ah, with your wife. No, okay. <laughs> no. okay. Um and we got uh the Trader Joe's version of Oreos, Jojo's. Oh nice. And they have a holiday kind that has um
0: orange filling tell me no not no. orange filling uh.
1: filling um candy cane filling in it and, like nice. little chunks of candy canes in there and they <laughs> yeah. are freaking delicious <laughs> they are so good uh and vegan i checked made, yeah double checked and double checked um
0: that is not surprising to me because the peppermint and chocolate is just delicious together it's so good it is good so, and oreos in general that type of food is delicious also
1: yeah we are gonna go back and get another packet of this stuff to take to Thanksgiving this year. I think so. <laughs> Nice,
0: good. Well, that's good to know. So good. All yeah. right, so that's all the food. What good. about drinks? I actually do have some more food stuff, but I'll get there in a minute. In the gift section of this long epic oh. podcast, oh. Um, we'll however mention a, a linkable recipe on there that you can. That'll be like kind of a bonus food section. Ooh, but we'll be we'll be there in a minute. I like it. Okay. Okay, so drinks. Though we are no strangers to the drinky drink, as we like to. The drinky drink. Allude to now and then <laughs> on the podcast without actually going into much detail. Mm-hmm. Uh, but today we're going to go into some detail with specific beer recommendations. Matt and Doug's go-to beers. None of these have I ever had for Thanksgiving before or Christmas, but actually one of them I have had for Christmas before. Um, but they're hand-picked. These are, yeah, these are these, these are, are <laughs> handpicked By real experts. As you by kind
1: of true experts <laughs> yeah. for the holiday season.
0: And it took us way more than one minute right before this podcast to do that, right? It did. Well, we had to look them up, and we did. We made sure they were all vegan for you, uh, with with one exception that I don't know about, but we'll, I'll let you know. Uh, okay, so let's let's do it, Doug. What's your what's your number one if you could only pick one beer on the holiday table this year? Oh man, well see, that's not what I planned for. We have one beer for the whole holiday season. Oh
1: well, it would. Oh
0: man, I don't know. You don't, know, but you got to pick it.
1: Okay, all right. Here, here's what here's what I picked, and that was uh, in part because this past weekend I went to a one year old's birthday party, and they had some beer there. So
0: there's a lot of recency effect here with your food choice and your beer choice. <laughs> you just had them this weekend, and now you're recommending well, them. Very- <laughs> <laughs> well, they're like on my mind. I'm just okay, really pumped okay. about them. That's and, the recency
1: uh, effect. Uh, it was it was Noda, which is a Charlotte brewery's uh-huh. bourbon barrel stout. It's called Monstro, and it is, um, I guess, aged or fermented in. Pappy Van Winkle Bourbon barrels. Pappy is is a really famous, um probably the most expensive bourbon uh, okay. in the United States. Um but anyway, it is really boozy, really bold, really big flavor mm-hmm. and it's a great sipping beer. It's high gravity. I mean, it was like 12% or something. Um so you wouldn't want to drink a whole lot of these, but it just felt like the holidays felt like sitting around watching football or by the fire or talking to your family and just being together and just sipping on a on a beer this was the beer that i'm going to i'm going to take and i'm going to have this holiday season. And if you can't get that one, nota is pretty small brewery. Goose Island makes another great um bourbon barrel stout uh, that i think is more widely distributed.
0: Okay. And you told me I'm I'm trusting you here that that Goose Island beers are all vegan, correct? All
1: Goose Island beers are vegan and this Noda beer is also vegan. That one is too. Okay.
0: Yeah. Good. Yeah, uh the bourbon barrel stouts are they're a different beast. They they definitely have the smell of whiskey to them. Yep. And I think that's part of the appeal. Mm-hmm. I have trouble getting into them for that. I, I can do a nice imperial stout, but the, the, usually the barrel age kind of turns me off. But I'm always happy to try them. And I, I know what you mean. about You get that holiday sense when you, you smell that and taste yeah. it. Good. Okay. Um, speaking of stouts, this is not related to holiday news yet, but uh, everyone probably has heard the news that—actually, I wouldn't be saying it if they probably had all heard it—that uh, <laughs> Guinness is becoming vegan. You sent me an article of this, Doug. Yeah, being our, you were our, kind of our news team. <laughs> <laughs> you forwarded me that and a DraftKings article, and uh, yep. consider you our news team. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so Guinness is, is becoming vegan. That's kind of, I think, in my mind, been like the most famous non-vegan beer that everyone. Yep. you know, it's always like, oh, I can't drink Guinness, and you tell people that, and they're like, oh, that being that sucks.
1: We should clarify that the vegan or the Guinness draft. Um, the, which is the nitro? Their nitro stout was the one that was not vegan. The extra stout, yes, they
0: always and there was always argument even about that because we had a blog post about that and some gingerbread cookies that my sister wrote and that was getting all these comments of people. There was a big kind of uh, I don't
1: know Hoopla. investigation,
0: yeah, and and no one really knew. And ultimately, it came down to it sounded like Guinness didn't really know either. It sounded like <laughs> I mean, I think I think brewers just do different things when they brew different batches and they want to see how things work. And yeah. I know it's true on the microbrewery level, but maybe that's even true with with big mm-hmm. ones. Uh, so it was definitely not a beer that you could, you could comfortably drink and know that it was vegan. Um, of course the, what makes Guinness and many other beers non-vegan is, I don't know if the pronunciation is right, but Isinglass, I-S-I-N glass, one word, which is fish bladders, which are ground up and then used to, I think, clarify the beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, that is going to no longer be part of Guinness and, uh, Guinness will be a vegan beer, which I think is wonderful because that is still such a good stout. Yeah,
1: um, and it's everywhere. You know, it's one yeah, of those right. one of those beers that's everywhere. That's good, right? Good beer.
0: And uh, I read though, that that unfortunately will not happen until it says like late 2016. Oh, so not a, not a good holiday pick for this year, uh, unless you just want to pretend like you didn't know that it wasn't and, they pretend you didn't hear that you know, last part of the
1: support their their recent. <laughs> yeah, you transition. could. I guess
0: you could do that by you'd be supporting them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do that, but if, if you want to, it's up to you. Um, okay, so that's that's my note about stout. Okay, so I've got a few here, and I know you have you have some more, Doug. Yeah, that, that's it. Okay. First of all, I'll tell you what I don't like. Uh, what, what do you not like? Pump, Pump King?
1: Oh yeah, the dogfish beer.
0: No, that's pumpkin.
1: Oh, pumpkin, pumpkin. It, oh, this pumpkin. Is, this is. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about.
0: It's that imperial pumpkin ale. Uh-huh. I, I can't think of the name. It's always in a 22 ounce bottle. It's always in Whole Foods and everywhere else. Mm-hmm. I think uh, it's.
1: I think it's fair to say that neither of us are
0: big pumpkin beer guys. Yes. Yes, you heard that here from No Media Athlete Radio, that we are not pumpkin beer fans. And we really, judge you if you are. Except I have one on my list. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a beer that I'm recommending because it's my favorite of the pumpkin beers recently, but it's not one that I typically do. But on a Thanksgiving day, that's the time when I'll have a pumpkin beer. Okay. And when I will enjoy it. So uh, my pumpkin beer recommendation is New Belgium's Pump Kick, Ooh. which is pumpkin beer, but has, I believe it's a cranberry kind of something it's brewed with. That makes it a little bit sweeter, a little bit of a bite to it. And uh it's it's a different kind of pumpkin beer that's very good. Um yeah, I mean there's not too much to say about it. I mean it's pretty light as far as pumpkin beers go, at least in my mind. It's not like the dogfish. It's, I don't think it's like one of those seven or eight percent ones. Uh so that's a good one. It is vegan. And New Belgium also is local to Asheville. They haven't started officially brewing here yet, I don't think, have they? No. They're not open for tours and all that yet, I know that, but they they are a big brewery that has moved here recently. Another one. Um, that in the exact same situation is a big brewery that has moved here. That's Sierra Nevada. And they make a Vienna Lager, which is a style of beer that I am heavily into. Mm-hmm. don't really like lagers in general, and I think a lot of ale drinkers would agree and say that they don't like <laughs> lagers. I'm trying very hard to fight that. I feel like it's kind of a, um, a beer beer novice to say, oh, I don't like lagers. You know? I think that's sort of like when people start to get into beer and they start to develop some sophistication in their palate, they then they like to find something that they don't like so that they can be like, snobby about it so i'm trying to I, and i was there but i'm trying to now embrace lagers again and and like lagers but vienna style lager is one that i really do enjoy
1: what what do you think of the sierra um celebration
0: i always think it tastes the same as the regular sierra nevada oh yeah no i'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm a celebration yeah? fan yeah what's what i mean i know it's it's fresher hops right is that the yeah. idea mm-hmm. yeah
1: it's i mean it's an ipa christmas they they cut they, they call it a christmas ipa i guess but
0: yeah, so if you're going to call something a celebration, I need I need nutmeg and I need spices in there mm. for it to be a true celebration. They might. I mean, do they add any spices? I don't know? think they do. That's why I always am surprised by that one. I'm mm. just kind of lumping in with the other one. Um, not. Oh, so first of all, before I leave off Vienna Lager, I don't know for sure that that one's vegan. I looked up before this and found a big list of Sierra Nevada beers on Barnivore, some of which, most of which, were vegan. One of which was not. Vienna Lager, though, was not on the list at all, so that doesn't mean anything. But. From the number that were on the list of Sierra Nevadas that were vegan, I would wager that it is, but I don't know for sure. Um, so, what were we just talking about? Beers. <laughs> <Right>.
1: <laughs> Celebration.
0: Celebration, yes. Yep. Um, so, yeah, speaking of the spices, we were also discussing this that, and I think this is the same reason we don't like the pumpkin beers that much, right? Because they, they put pumpkin pie, spice, mm-hmm. and all that stuff in right. there right. that, I mean, it's okay. It just sort of makes it seem not really like beer anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anchor out of california makes a christmas ale that is the same thing they make it differently every year has different spices in it they sell it in like a giant bottle which i actually bought once for a christmas party which was really fun Mm. and they also sell it in small normal size bottles for normal people and it's it's spiced and it's you wouldn't want to drink more than two of them i don't think on any given day maybe even any given season Yep. but those two during the holiday season are are just really good good yeah so that's that's the place i think for spice sort of uh holiday beer. So Anchor Christmas Sale is a good one. has a nice tradition. It's been many years that they've been doing this. Mm-hmm. One beer where they change it every year.
1: I, I have brought that bottle to a holiday party as well, and it was a huge hand. The extra. giant one? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, I, don't yeah know. I don't know how big it is, but it's <laughs> really big. Other beer companies should catch on. I know. Look, I mean, both of us have bought a giant bottle of beer. Uh, I bought it in part because it was giant bottles of beer.
0: Yeah, It's like a novelty. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. So beer companies, make giant bottles of beer. <laughs> All right. Uh, we've got a few more here. Oh, I mentioned Goose Island, mm-hmm. and so did you. Mm-hmm. Um, they have an autumn ale that, while maybe not appropriate for Christmas because it's not going to be autumn anymore, uh, I have really enjoyed as a fall beer. Mm-hmm. It uh, It's it's sort of IPA-like, but it's darker and gives you a little bit more of that you know, caramel-colored, mm-hmm. maybe notes of taste as well. And uh, it's good. Goose Island, by the way, I think you told me, is, was recently acquired by a big, yes. big brewery, right? Yep, so, which yeah. I don't remember which. Yeah, so if you're opposed to that sort of stuff, then you would not want to drink Goose Island. They're kind of one of those ones that's like posing as a microbrewery now. Right. I mean, they always were. So that's that's. It's not like <laughs> it's not like Blue Moon where they pretended it was a new brewery. Right. That right. Coors just made. Mm-hmm. Uh, it actually was, and you know, a well-known, high-quality brewery from Chicago, that has now been acquired. I don't mm-hmm. know. Is it Anheuser Busch?
1: Probably, Ambev. They seem to be acquiring everybody, but mm-hmm. I don't know that for sure.
0: Yeah. So anyway, their their uh, auto I think is delicious. And I also like their IPA too. What I like about the IPA is that it's not super high alcohol. Hmm. Do not like my one beer a day to be to be seven percent. Yeah, not my favorite thing.
1: Good session IPA.
0: You know, it's not a session because those are also a little bit too uh, flimsy, sort of for me. You know, the, okay. they, they have a lot of hops to them, but they're never the body doesn't really hold up. Uh-huh. This one's like five point nine percent, and it's hmm. still called an IPA, regular IPA, and it's just very good. And It is cheap too. All right. Uh, so that's beer right? any more beers
1: yeah I got one more go for, um, it. I, I, for some reason I'm not a huge Belgian style beer fan in general mm-hmm. it's not normally my go to but around the holiday season that for some reason feels good uh, so my other one is the Allagash Double I've not had that it's very good I think you can only get it at the in the 22 ounce bottles mm-hmm. um, but it is very good
0: Double D-U-B-B-E-L
1: yeah okay I don't, so I don't know if that's the way you really pronounce it yeah I
0: don't I don't know that either but it's it's, it. it's kind
1: of like red in color, and, and so it's not like the Alagash White. It's not really light and, and crisp. It's uh, much more full-bodied. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's vegan. So it's good. We're good All there?
0: Right. So there you go. A lot of good vegan and one unknown, I'm not sure if it's vegan or not, but we also don't know that it isn't vegan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's, that's a full season's worth of beers there. And so what if, what if you're not a beer drinker? If you're not a beer drinker, there's always wine of mm-hmm. course wine is i think harder to distinguish between the vegan and non-vegan ones and there's plenty of non-vegan wine i do know that as well yeah. i think it's egg whites or eggshells or something that they use to make it not vegan uh, they use only to make it not vegan that's, that's the <laughs> their place in the process <laughs> we use this to make it not vegan uh-huh. um but i you know so i don't i don't know what particular brands of wine i, I don't drink that much wine anymore but i used to like it a lot um you know, the typical Thanksgiving wines that I know of are Pinot Noir and Beaujolais Nouveau, which is that... That young grape? Yeah. Right? It's yeah. like I mm-hmm. I don't really know how it all works, but it's always... Right around Thanksgiving, there's like this crazy one week where it's Beaujolais Nouveau week at the wine store and everyone's getting it and sampling it.
1: I think it's... I think it's... um It's grapes from this year, right? So it's yes. like really yeah. young, you know, whereas most grapes you... Or most wines you age for at least a few years, uh, but... You know for whatever reason, it's like really fresh wine, and you can only, you know, you're only supposed to drink it in this small right. window because then that's it wouldn't when the... be Nouveau anymore, then right. it'd just
0: be regular old Beaujolais. Yeah, there you go. So, it apparently is like the perfect Thanksgiving wine, everyone always recommends it. Uh, it's also a wine that is, but those are both kind of lighter wines, right? Yes, that's what I was gonna say. It's very light, and I would wager if you were to drink that wine chilled and blindfolded, you would guess that it was a white wine, mm. which actually is the case with a lot of red wines. I, people are so swayed by what they see and the temperature of wine if you just served your regular old red wine chilled and you were blindfolded i bet you'd be shocked at how many you identified as white wine interesting that's my challenge to you doug
1: i might do that i might have that <laughs> challenge <really>. okay <laughs> All right, good um see i'm going the opposite route with my okay wine like recommendation that. good you know i think Polarizing. thanksgiving christmas i think cold you know you just want bold, it. bold right. you want bold you want warm sensation in your okay. mouth that you know just kind of warms your belly uh, so my recommendation is Malbec, an Argentinian wine. Mm-hmm. And they're a great Malbecs, and, and generally they're cheaper than a lot of your European wines, um, in part because they're from South America, and all South American wines seem to be a little cheaper. Um, but it's just a very bold flavor and, and a really delicious wine.
0: There you go. Okay. Uh, do you have any, any holiday mixed drinks slash liquors, Doug? I do. Okay. Go for it.
1: Uh, this is my favorite, and... I have had it at two different parties this year. All right. one one of my own and one uh, one last week. Same same that same holiday that one year old birthday that... party. Um, that was a crazy one year old birthday it, party. It was huh? Crazy, <laughs> let me tell you. Um that is apple cider with orange slices and cloves in it. Warm uh-huh. hot apple cider, right? And then you mix it with some sort of whiskey, preferably. Uh, cinnamon whiskey, something, you know, if you want to go cheap, the fireball is always a good cheap option. Okay. Um and since you're heating it up, you're losing some of that alcohol uh percentage. So okay.
0: um so it's suitable for one year olds?
1: Suitable, yeah, exactly. <laughs> suitable, suitable for one year olds No, but but it's it's changing the changing the whiskey, so it's okay to have a, a little bit of a cheaper whiskey there. Okay, gotcha. Um but yeah, so that's my that's, that's my good name holiday.
0: For that? Uh
1: Spike cider, holiday
0: punch, spike cider. Okay, no. good. All right. Um, I don't have a holiday mix drink. I, when I was younger, I used to drink. I used to make hot chocolate and pour in peppermint schnapps, and mm. I would call that a holiday cocktail, and it was actually pretty good. But don't do that anymore. <laughs> it's been a long time since I did that, so we won't. Maybe we should bring it back. No, I don't think so. I think that one is best left <laughs> in the grave. All right. So that is uh, that is drinking. We didn't really mention coffee. You know what I like about Starbucks? I like how Starbucks, in right in line you like with their with plain me, red cups, I do like that. <laughs> but I also like how they, just like me, are phasing out Thanksgiving as a holiday. They they bring that Thanksgiving blend out for like a day or two, and then it's, <laughs> and then it's on to Christmas. <laughs> no, it's blend. They just bring it out, I think, to avoid the criticism that they skipped it, uh-huh. and then they just go right to Christmas. There you go. They need a Black Friday blend. That's that's an drink. Generally... So
1: everyone who's who's protesting starbucks because they're not christmas enough they should be thanking them because they're just going straight to christmas i don't know
0: but is anyone oh is that what the plain red cups thing i was just talking about red cups remember i don't have i don't know what's uh, going yeah, on no well it's, i remember it it was... something about donald trump i heard with starbucks and i just didn't it was, it was
1: a big big thing this year it's big
0: what what is it
1: well they took the deck the, apparently the cups used to have like snowflakes and Christmassy oh. type things they made it plain red and and some
0: for pc reason some
1: no they did it because it looks nice and more oh, elegant okay. um but but there has been an uproar that uh they're waging a war on christmas by taking off the even though they were secular images um, right like, like snow yeah. snowflakes and stuff but but hmm. yeah so there's been a big uproar uh but most people come have come to realize that it's pretty silly
0: <laughs> and is that that's what donald trump said he was going to put back on the cups? maybe you
1: didn't see I it didn't see fun. the Donald Trump okay. thing this, yeah
0: alright so there you go take it for what it is
1: <laughs> anyway anyway okay
0: let's talk about movies and music Doug to wrap up our oh no we still got gifts oh you know what I should mention
1: Um, the, that cider if you don't spike it or if you don't spike it until after is a great kids virgin uh, or yeah non-alcoholic drink for for people with, you know just warm hot apple cider with
0: adding in the cloves and oranges mm, Okay. delicious just basic mold cider, I believe that's yeah, called? Right. Good. Nice. All right. Okay. So what do you want to do? Gifts, music, or movies? Let's do, let's do movies and music. Okay. And then we'll wrap it up with a more serious gift topic? Yeah. Okay. All right. So this is where A.C. Slater comes into play. Oh, can't wait. So I have in my house... This is a little known fact to me, but that I only bring out around the holidays. Uh, I'm really into abc family original <laughs> holiday movies okay i love them and that is like the best part of having kids is that now i have an actual excuse to watch them, and other people in the house people don't judge you for them. Them. Yeah. right okay. uh-huh. um so holiday in handcuffs is my number one favorite <laughs> uh starring ac slater what's it? uh mario lopez uh-huh. in his prime if i don't yep. say so myself uh melissa joan hart <laughs> from um, sabrina classic, teenage witch classic, uh... and clarissa explains it all yeah classic actress <laughs> uh, in one of her finest roles, really, and it's just—it's just a good movie. It's just a great holiday movie for adults, kids alike. It's, it, has, it involves kidnapping of of A C Slater, and otherwise is totally holiday kid friendly and everything. Another really good one in that same class. This is a Netflix one. I don't know if it's ABC Family, but it's—it's it's on. It was on Netflix. Desperately Seeking Santa, <laughs> great one. Another really good one. Okay, it involves a mall Santa contest and like. This, the guy who wins it, his family owns an Italian restaurant that's going to be shut down by the mall's parent company when they buy oh, the whole building. Oh, no. But if he can save it, he, you know, he's their only hope. So it's, it's a really good one. That's okay. a good one. Home Alone 2, just a classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone likes Christmas Vacation. You like Home
1: Alone 2 more than Home Alone 1?
0: Yes. definitely. Okay. Just, that's which, just which a better one's movie. Which 2? Lost in New York. Okay. That's so think. that's a good one. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, one is one's still good, but just 2 is just better. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, very good, far superior to the remake of Vacation, which I just watched, rented the other day, and no, was it. not nearly as good as when I saw it in the theater. So <laughs> oh, so we didn't, it we didn't finish it. Yeah, I, re- I told Aaron how good it was, and we rented it, and then we we made it about forty minutes in, and she was like, "I can't do it anymore." Oh, really? <laughs> so that was oh, it. That's funny. Yep. Uh, and then Elf. Elf is uh, is mm. is an instant classic in my book. It's a, it's a modern holiday classic. So we watch that all the time. Yep. Featuring Will Ferrell.
1: Elf is on my list. Yeah. A it's Christmas a Christmas story. Kid
0: friendly, but good. Just just funny. Yep. <laughs> Alright, you got any other movies, Doug?
1: Um, A Christmas Story.
0: Oh, with the the Red Rider gun and all that? Yep. Okay, yep. Good one.
1: So those are my only two Elf and a Christmas story. Those are those are my two go tos. I uh I maybe I'll have to get into these whole A B C
0: They do. They did the whole countdown, so you can easily get into it. <laughs> uh, every day of the of December, I think actually as soon as Thanksgiving's done, they start playing one movie a night, huh. and it's like a countdown to Christmas. And but is it and what channel? Just... On AB, radio ABC, ABC? ABC Family, no. Okay, I think so I like... don't think we have that.
1: And we don't, well, we don't,
0: we mm. don't have cable, so. Right. We just got this thing with, with our cable company where you can get like the local news channels mm-hmm. and ESPN and, and ABC Family for 13 bucks a month, so mm. we added that on. I got, a, I got a call from Charter about that. You should do it. It's worth it. Yeah. Mhm. Okay. So that'll that'll get you back in that swing. Yeah, and I I could recommend really sight unseen I can recommend every movie in in their ABC <laughs> lineup countdown. Just I don't even know what they are. They're 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 going to be good. Okay. Cuz they just are. Good to know.
1: All right, music. Um I know you got a good one here. I've heard oh, you talk about it every year since I was. Taylor everything.
0: Swift's EP <laughs> is a sick EP and it is it's all holiday tunes. Has that uh little acoustic song that she does. Yeah. Christmas is when you were mine. Okay, that's a good one. That's all right. good. There's a there's a little uh, Santa baby she does on there. A little more upbeat kind of electric electronic tune. Uh huh. That just a good album. So I highly can't, recommend can't go one. wrong
1: with Taste West
0: Yeah, you can go wrong with Taylor Swift, but not the holiday album. I don't know. I disagree. You, you just think it's all just she just turns out hits. I just every single song is a, is an instant classic. <laughs> I mean, she's pretty good. I'll give you that. <laughs> All right, um, Trans-Siberian Orchestra, favorite of mine. It's kind of, kind of played out, I think, these days. Everyone knows about that. Yep. Uh, I actually saw them live in concert once. That was oh. enjoyable. Cool. Speaking of holiday events, I'm going to Disney on Ice Oh. on Saturday. Should be a good time.
1: Yeah. Is
0: that a holiday thing? Mm, I don't really know. They're making it. It's only that weekend, so you would think it would be a holiday theme, but I don't know. I think it's more just a Disney thing. Or is it just thing. a
1: Disney princess thing that travels, so it's only here for a weekend?
0: Could be that. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, and then uh, Harry Connick Jr. has an album called Harry for the Holidays that I I am wont to listen to. Um, Harry for the yeah, <laughs> sort of jazzy, sort of oh, a New Orleans much. style jazz. I like it. I like it. it. Has some has little singing on there. Some mm-hmm. kids joining in sometimes. It's a very good good little album there by Harry Connick Jr. So what do you got, Doug? Music besides Taylor Swift, all her whole catalog. <laughs> the entire Taylor Swift <laughs> catalog
1: name. is good. Not only at Christmas, but all all the year long. Um now the only one I have is is uh Sufjan Stevens, you know him? Heard of it. Um he is a good calming indie indie musician um but he put out a Christmas album and it's really long, it's like 40 songs or something. It's a double CD. Um and it's great. It's like all the all the Christmas songs we all know and love and then he wrote a few of his own. Mm-hmm. It's a good way to Bring In the Christmas carols without uh, having to actually listen to the cheesy Christmas carols. Right. That's important. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: that reminded me of another one. Let's hear it. This one's not so silly as my other's. Sarah McLaughlin, Winter Song is a very good album. Of She does a few covers of some wintery songs. She does some actual Christmas songs. Nothing, not the upbeat like Sarah McLaughlin with Bare Naked Ladies. Not that. Mm-hmm. But the just nice, soothing kind of music. Uh, and fun fact I once played Hacky Sack with Sarah McLaughlin. What?
1: I right know. How, did she, how was she at Hacky Sack?
0: Uh, she was good. way better than I was. Oh, really? She seemed to be just a, a normal person who did Hacky Sack sometimes. She, I mean, she wasn't amazing, but she just were
1: did. You, it were you Hacky Sacking in a Circle?
0: Yes. Oh, man. With her, and I believe it was her husband slash drummer, uh-huh. Ash Sood is his name, and my friend to me.
1: On, on campus or
0: something? Where was it? <laughs> 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 no, it wasn't on campus. I didn't go to college in Sarah McLaughlin. Well, no, I don't know when
1: <laughs> she was in town to play.
0: Uh, no, I used to. In a past life, worked a music industry job, and oh, I got to okay. go to uh, like some Mix One Hundred Six Point Five uh, Holiday Winter some best concert. I don't know.
1: So, so here's here's my question: Did okay. you go up to her and say, "Hey,
0: you want to hacky?" No, oh, okay. she invited us to hacky. She invited it. you yeah. to hacky. I don't know what she. I don't know how she said it, but she basically let <laughs> like, "You guys want up, to hack?" For some reason, <laughs> this is like one of the best best stories I didn't know
1: about you. I love this story.
0: Yeah, it was good. And then we, we wrapped up, we played, and I I really debated whether I should, like, act. I and mean, we were backstage at this concert, so it was pretty clear. And she knew we, we were I'm there, we were wearing tags, so I think she assumed we were industry people. So, like, uh-huh. I'm sure she knew we knew who she was. Right. But I debated whether I should, like, say something to acknowledge that at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> or just, like, be like, yeah, nice hack. Like, that was fun.
1: Were you, you autographed
0: my hacky? Well, I basically did something like that. I did had her you? autograph my uh, little lanyard pass oh nice which i you know kind of ruined it but i was like you know i said i, I think your music is great and i did think your music was great then cool i like that sway. that's so funny <laughs> yeah so let's how let's, come people don't hacky sack as much as they used to it? uh maybe because it's the dumbest sport in the world <laughs> i mean yeah. I, i've never i've never really been into that i don't know it's just a pastime
1: yeah i don't know like you're standing really around you know you guys are like waiting on some music in between bands or something and you passing the hacky you, sack
0: yeah works indoors and out yeah. really is the ideal sport. It is. <laughs> you said it was the dumbest. <laughs> no, it's the idea. You, can put, you, know, you can put all the equipment you need in your pocket. You're right. You can't say that about many sports. No. Running, you can. That's true. All right. So let's get on to the gifts here, Doug, speaking of running. I know you've got some running gifts you're eager to share with the world. Uh, I've got a few gifts up my own sleeve. Why don't you why don't you start us off?
1: All right. I will start with the running gifts. Okay. I have a few. Um uh, one is the new Ultimate Direction vests, the hydration vests, and I'm a huge Ultimate Direction fan in general, and especially of the, the vests. I use them for all my long trail runs, um, and they're putting out with some new ones, and I've had the opportunity to, to test one, and it's just it's cool. It's got some nice new improvements and more durable and lighter weight, and I don't know. It's great. So that is a good gift idea. Nice. One that I will be looking for. Uh, The other one is the Patagonia Houdini jacket, which there's all of the major companies now are putting out these really super thin Mm -hmm. um, jackets that compress into something the size of your fist. um, And they're just really easy to to carry on a run or a hike or anything. And they're not uh, great for you know, really cold weather or anything like that. But they're the perfect windbreaker or the perfect item for you to put over top of your shirt when you're, uh, your long sleeve shirt, when you're, when you're going to be cold for the first mile, mile and a half. And then because they get so small and compressed down, then, then you can just take them off and, Mm-hmm. um you know them around your waist put them in your pack or do it anything like that
0: does it have a hole in the back that your that your pack can go through <laughs> no like but ultra on? is coming out yeah. with a new one that we sell it
1: uh that has it's backless basically so that you can put it over top of your pack without taking off your pack
0: so why is the one called the houdini i feel it, like if you it, it, the it vanishes. Houdini oh, okay i was thinking about, like a straight jacket like he escapes from those things
1: i uh, don't know i think it's uh i think it's because it it's gets so small that oh, okay
0: it vanishes okay and I was thinking of the sex act also. There's also, there's also a sex act called the Houdini. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know that one. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I think it is. Uh, yeah, right, sure right, okay. okay out, right. fine, but... <laughs> I honestly don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I, just I just know I remember in college people would laugh about the Houdini. <laughs> okay, um, um, yeah.
1: Okay. So so the one I have is the Patagonia Houdini, but the North Face and uh, you know everybody's putting out a version of it. But... Good. Okay. Those are my two running-related ones. Oh, no, I have one more running-related, okay. actually. And that is to get a training plan, to ask for a training plan, either the athlete, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> um Marathon 2.0, Marathon Roadmap 2.0, uh, or or a coach or, or whatever. But finding a plan and having a plan that uh, really fits your needs and is more than just the 16-week plan you can find online. Uh, but that has been thought through a lot more and is better for, for your training. That's something that a lot of new runners don't invest in because they can find a bunch of free ones online. Mm-hmm. Um, but having a quality training plan goes a long way. So that is something if you're going to train for a spring marathon or half marathon or ultra marathon, ask for a training plan.
0: I like that. It's a good idea. It's one of those things you normally might not buy for yourself. Right, exactly. So maybe it's a good self-gift also. Yeah. Because you you got to I help. Mean, you got to you you treat yourself. Right. You treat <laughs> <teach> yourself. <laughs> um. But the problem there is that it's kind of hard to buy a training plan for someone else like right? you don't know what uh, their needs are. Uh, but I suppose you could buy them a running book that had plans in it, uh-huh. or like you said, just treat yourself to a nice. Kid. Or you could ask. You, you could, know, right. you could send the Christmas link to something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good. Okay. Like it. Uh, good. So any more running stuff for the runner in your? The, life? Those are the those
1: are the three running related ones that I have
0: got. Okay. Excellent. So I have got I've got no running related ones, but I do have. Actually, one could be. Uh, the one that could be is something called sleep phones, and I saw this at the Runner's World Expo. Did not know that it existed before this, mm-hmm. and it is a basically like one of those winter headband type things that you see, is it like earband things. Yes. Yeah. yep. Mm-hmm. So, looks like that looks, looks almost like a sweat sweatband, like a thick one that would be warm. Um, but it has headphones inside of it that are supposedly comfortable for sleeping, hmm. which I think is really nice because I know a lot of people these days listen to podcasts or other audio speaking things to help them go to sleep. And it really does help put you to sleep because it focuses your mind on something. So I tend to do that a lot. Um, also getting into the, the sort of like weird binaural beats and all these weird things where you put them on, like it's slightly different frequencies in one ear than the other. And it supposedly puts you into these trance, like meditative states. Cool. So I like to do that now and then. (laughs) Uh, but if you, I think if you could it'd be all the more powerful, if you could fall asleep with that. Mm -hmm. And it probably does put you to sleep. Uh, so that's, that'd be a kind of a cool gift. I think for me, I would enjoy that. Yep. Uh, Although, when I looked at what it actually looks like, it, it appears that you could wear that while you were running as a as a headband type thing. I don't know that it's moisture working or anything like that. In fact, I'd be willing to bet that it's not. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, I, have, I haven't found that many comfortable running headphone solutions yet. So if I had that, I probably would wear it for, for a cold day run or two.
1: Yeah. And if it isn't moisture working, it's a great business idea if someone wants to <laughs> you know.
0: wants to do that. Right. The company may have a slight head start on that business because they could just make their product moisture wicking, and then oh, yeah. your business would be screwed. But we would support you on No out the radio. We yeah, know. there We'd you go. We help you overcome that. That's right. Okay, um, so that's good. Let's see. We, I, I had trouble with coming up with a gift list. I, I don't, for some reason, have many gifts or things that I want to share. I couldn't think of much. Um, so I was thinking, what do we do for giving? A lot of times, we do not for like a serious like give a big gift to somebody, but for just making for, like, neighbors or your mailman or teachers or family or whatever you're going to do. We have done uh, gifts, like food gifts, from a book book called Vegan Food Gifts, in fact, by uh, my publisher, Fairwinds Press. And it's just a bunch of different stuff. When we've done it before, that has been really well-received and well-liked. They have, like, savory stuff, like there's a sweet whiskey barbecue sauce, a buffalo sauce, Mm. uh, and then there's more, like, dessert stuff. And this is what I'm referring to when I talk about Aaron making those baking holiday stuff. Um, they make peanut butter balls. I have a recipe for peanut butter balls Ooh. that are that I have a link to that we can put in the show notes. Uh, so write that down there, Doug. <laughs> uh, for those listening at home, Doug is uh, Doug makes notes of each of these things when we mention them so that we can have them in the show notes. But he he was not going to do that one for some reason. <laughs> now he is.
1: I got called out on it. Yeah.
0: Um, okay. So, so that one is linked to online. There's also that I personally had it from there that's really good is cake truffles. Orange chocolate Linzer cookies and saltine butter toffee. That is a really good thing you make just on saltine crackers, and it's delicious and good. Not at all good for you, but good. So anyway, that here, here's a meta idea that that vegan food gifts book could make a good gift. Yeah, for the there you vegan go. Food gifter in your life. Uh huh. But if not that, if you just want to buy it for your own gift giving purposes, I think I really do think that vegan baked goods are a wonderful holiday gift because if you just make other vegan stuff. If you made a vegan meal for somebody and said, here's your holiday gift, some of them might be like, eh, okay, it's a vegan meal, like, great. Some, unfortunately, that's just kind of how people think of vegan food sometimes. But vegan baked goods, to me, and to a lot of people, are the best vegan food, as far as, like, how they compare to the original. Mm. When you're trying to copy some non-vegan food and make a vegan version of it, I see with mean. baked yeah. goods, they... I think often they they exceed the goodness of the of the non vegan kind. Mm. They're they're just delicious. So I think it's also a really nice way to subtly send that message that vegan food isn't <laughs> terrible. If they, they try these and they're like, wow, these are really great. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you don't need to hide the fact that they're vegan. You, you can of course say that, but or maybe they'll just assume that if you don't say it because you're the one giving it. Uh, but I think it it can it might open a few doors. We were talking about that low key approach. There I like it. I like it. So um, that's that's something that we will do again this year. We've done it before. What else do I have? I was trying to think of what what are the things in my life, the objects that I have that I really like. And, of course, it doesn't have to be objects, right? Experiences. Personally, that's what I like better than any other sort of gift for me is if someone says, hey, we, we – if Aaron says to me, hey, I got a hotel. We're going to go to Philadelphia for your birthday weekend or something. You know, I to me, that's that's the best gift. Just city nice... of brotherly love. Exactly. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> or any other city would work just as well huh. uh, as long as it's good and has good stuff. So anyway, I like that sort of stuff better than actual gifts, and that's not just trying to, you know, I know that's all the rage now is the experiences instead of the instead of the gifts is the is the mm-hmm. way, to, way to act. But I, I don't know. It just to me, it seems way more exciting than, than getting a, a thing. But of the things I have, I was thinking, one of the things I have that I really just love and, you know, if I lost them, would immediately need to buy again. One of them I recommended last year, my Kindle, Amazon Kindle. And I gave that to Erin last year, and she was like, I don't really need this because I have this Nook, and I was like, just... Read it for a couple months, and now she just won't won't go back. You Actually, even... I turned on my note the other day, and it was the worst reading experience I've ever had. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> so the Kindle is so much better. Yeah, Paperwhite.
1: So yeah. you you heard it here. Nobody athlete supports the Kindle, not the Nook.
0: Yep, that's right. And uh, so last year I recommended the Kindle. The, the reason that's a different recommendation this year is because when you give that Kindle, I suggest you preload it with the Nomi <laughs> athlete Kindle book, which is just two ninety nine this <laughs> month. <laughs> um. The other thing, like that, that I would immediately buy again if I lost it, or if there were a fire in my house, I would save for my kids maybe, my, <laughs> is my coffee setup. Okay. <laughs> okay. No idea. No idea. Uh, just a, a scale, a little food scale, uh-huh. a, a way of grinding the coffee. If you can get a burr grinder, that's ideal. Uh, unfortunately, they're expensive, but if you can get a little hand crank burr grinder, you can get it for like 30, 40 bucks. Yep. It's a crank your own coffee, but it's a nice, nice little ritual. And burr grinder means you get very consistent grind, so you don't you don't have coffee dust. Like so if you there's you look, no blade, right? right.
1: They're crushing it the...
0: exactly, mm-hmm. and then they crush it. And it only means of a certain size. Once they're crushed, will fit through the, the filter basically in, mm-hmm. in the grinder, and then they'll pass through. Then they won't be ground anymore. Yep. With a blade, of course, to get all the coffee down to the size you need it to be, that means that some of the coffee that's happening to be on the bottom is being kind of by the blade over and over, turns into dust. So you get all these different. Particle sizes in your coffee, and then you get that. I some of it gets bitter before others do. So you know, just not a consistent cup. Uh, could I actually tell the difference side by side? Probably not. But in my head, this all sounds wonderful. And I think <laughs> again, I think that placebo effect really helps just to make the whole experience more enjoyable. Yep. So you get that, and then you need some some brewing method. Uh, you can get a little plastic pour over devices, which is what I have, mm-hmm. uh, which works very well, made by Hario or Hario H A R I O. You can get their fancy like glass decanter type thing or you can just use this little plastic thing i got at whole foods for i don't know 10 bucks uh or the Aeropress is another good one A E R O P R E S S, made by the inventor of the aerobi that old pink frisbee that we used to all throw for miles and miles at the beach oh yes um that's also good makes it very good and good for travel it's a nice nice way to
1: that's how i make my coffee every morning
0: yeah yeah I think I told the story once about how I brought that on an airplane yeah. and spilled coffee all over my lap. And it was yeah. a disaster. The whole,
1: coffee, the whole airplane smelled like coffee. Yeah.
0: Yes, and the seat smelled terrible. It was like a mix of swamp ass and coffee together. So it was just in my crotch for a six-hour flight, uh-huh. and it was a terrible smell. And I thought I was just going to make the best coffee on that plane, and it just... It just you it were just so pumped. It. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, so if you execute yeah. that correctly, you could have the best... You, you could bring your little hand grinder on the airplane... Kind of noisy, but if you if you didn't mind being that guy who was doing that, you, you could have fresh ground beans. So wait,
1: wait till they turn out the lights and everybody puts their eye masks <laughs> yeah. on, and you that's start like cranking. It.
0: Yep, and then just then you explain to everybody. And you say well, the particle size, this you all <laughs> and they'll understand. Um, no, so And you, then you
1: just ask for hot water, right? From right, that, that's from all you point. need. Yeah. Mm-hmm
0: and it's not an ideal situation because you guys you as you have an air press you said you use it oh yeah as you know you need to put that over a sturdy mug right on a sturdy yeah, I, surface i wouldn't know there how is you no, would do none it. of that stuff unless you did the
1: airplane. inverted aeropress method method
0: right is that how you do it but you've still got to press it down on something right well you use your like hands so you just and, hold and, it up yeah, yeah so the,
1: there is a whole version of or uh, a a Theory behind making it, aer- yes. And I, Go- and the, the inverted method. Yes. Okay.
0: So I've seen the inverted method. Whenever I've done it, you make it inverted, and then I flip it over onto the cup and actually push it out when I'm ready to make it.
1: Oh, I see. Oh, saying. so
0: you push it down when it's a hard surface. I see. Yeah. Gotcha. And it's left in the device. Yeah. Okay. So that that's yeah, exact same thing, just different way of doing it. Of course, mm-hmm. that would probably work better for an airplane, but still, then you got I don't know. Then it's a high risk situation. Oh, it's Without very like boiling risky. water. I, I have
1: <laughs> multiple times messed up the inverted method and gotten coffee everywhere. Like yeah. multiple like. I don't know, probably one out of ten or maybe even five times it turns
0: into a disaster. (laughs) But if you could pull it off, you'd have the best coffee on the whole plane Mm -hmm. by like a factor of a hundred. Your coffee would be so much better than everyone else's. Yeah. So, AeroPress is a cool gift. It's like a $25 device and it makes really good coffee very, very quickly, Mm -hmm. one cup at a time. And all this whole method I've made, it makes things that I'm talking about, makes it one cup at a time, which uh, will not be suitable for some people, but... For others, I think it's perfect because it, it it makes it a little bit more about the ritual. It takes longer to make that coffee, so very rarely do you make more than one cup a day. Uh, but it's just it's nice to me. It kind of borrows from the the tea ritual, right? People like to make tea and and get whole leaf tea and right. and make it. It's like the it's the ritual is part of it for mm-hmm. me. I think making the coffee it's it's a nice way to start the morning in that way. So coffee
1: not, also like good quality coffee makes for a great stocking stuffer. Yes, or, you know, that's, a gift that's for people. Good. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. and I'm not at all. I mean, I like to I like coffee a lot, but I'm not. Much of an expert at it, but I, I, people are so used to drinking this, this roasted coffee, the, the heavily roasted Starbucks coffee, right? That mm-hmm. I think is, if, if you roast your own coffee, it, it's the second, there's the first crack and the second crack, it's called at these certain temperatures. That it, I don't know if it actually does make a crack sound or what it is, but most of this star, Starbucks coffee is roasted past this point of this second crack. And like coffee, new wave or whatever it's called, third wave coffee people, the new, the new coffee thing, they will say that is undrinkable. You just can't yeah, drink that. That so it's himself. burnt. Yeah, and then all this flavor is gone. So if you get like much... And like Starbucks has, has responded to that by making their blonde roast, which is the idea is that it's lighter roasted. It's still it's it's still kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. But these beans, that when you get them, they look like much, much lighter colored. Mm-hmm. And when you taste a lot of these cups of coffee, they taste like, almost like tea. Like they're just a much different... There's no smokiness to it. Right. So you get different flavors. Some people like it and some people don't like it at all. Uh, but I think... A stocking stuffer of some really nice, you know, artisan roasted coffee. That's that's a wonderful gift idea, there, Doug. Yeah, might be your number one contribution to this whole holiday episode. <laughs> I, I like that idea.
1: All right, there you go. All, All right, I right. right, got a couple more. <sighs> Good, go for to it. Wrap it up. Uh, Hydro Flask, which is a vacuum insulated water bottle. I
0: thought and you you were running, didn't you? That's, this really this is yet? not.
1: No, this is way too heavy for a running. Oh, gift. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, it's not not a running water bottle. Okay, it is a. Every day, carry around in your backpack or okay, and what put is it the, what's the gimmick? What does it do? Well, it's it's vacuum insulated, so it keeps things really cold or really hot. Mm. And uh, I know that there are a lot of people who say you shouldn't drink cold water, but. Um, I love it. I yeah. It's so refreshing and so good. And this is something that's on my list. Katie has one, and I just you know, if we're like driving in the car and I open up her water bottle, it's like so refreshing. It brightens like, yeah. my day. So I can't wait. I'm gonna drink so much more water when I have All this hydro right, flask. I'm like it. excited about that. So much
0: more cold water though.
1: Yeah, but you know, so I'm... you could be damaging your own health. <laughs> <There> you <go. laughs> could backfire on me <laughs> next Christmas. I ask for a, a cup if you're even here next Christmas. <laughs> if I can... Then the other thing um, is um essential oils nice and this is something that katie is asking for she is asking for a essential oil diffuser i know that you guys are big into this aaron is really into the essential oils aaron
0: is a distributor for oils
1: and it's a distributor for oils so um that's that's the other thing that i'm excited about asking for this year
0: yeah nice mm-hmm. we now and then have essential oils during our podcast recordings we though, do don't we? we don't yeah. have it going today but we did last time yeah which is great i love it all right you know what if you are going to order essential oils Tell me, and I'll have Aaron. You can order them through Aaron, and she'll get money for them. Matt, you, you know, and we, we've audience.
1: already we've already talked about. Me and Aaron have already worked. Oh, this have you? For... Okay.
0: Well, I was thinking for the listeners, we've put in a lot of plugs in this episode, behind <laughs> yeah. things, which I guess in the spirit of commercialism and holidays, it's mm-hmm. that's fine. Um, yeah, we've got our sponsors. We have the bundle sale. We have the two ninety nine Kindle book now. Oh, Marathon roadmap you mentioned, which was nice. Well, what can I plug? You mentioned my... coaching. That's, oh, yeah, that's kind of your yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Award winning yeah. coaching, uh, and your coaching is award winning, right? I've now just started saying that all the time. <laughs> it's, it's won the <laughs> no Anomate Athlete Radio Award. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, and now we have essential oils. If you want to order those, tell me, and I'll hook you up with Erin, and uh, she can help. She can steer you in the right direction there uh, uh, and give us a little kickback.
1: And the one thing I forgot to mention, and this is another good one, that uh, I was going to interject to your food gifting idea. Mm-hmm. And that is uh, a, a farm share membership. Oh, nice. A subscription. Good. Okay. And we actually got this as a bonus – for, for, from Katie's boss, like instead of a regular monetary bonus.
0: Okay. That's really, that's cool. She gave a good boss.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's great. And we, um, we had one in DC and then we quit doing it and, and no, we didn't back into it. And it's just such a good thing every week to have this box of food, this fresh local vegetables and fruits and vegetables that are arriving on your doorstep or you go pick them up. Um, and that, I think if, if someone had given that to me, well, they did give it to me, but had, you know, if I had gotten that for Christmas, it might seem like a weird thing, but it's just like so good.
0: So I was—I just was thinking of the Jelly of the Month Club in vacation, <laughs> and uh, like if people do that, that's a really cool boss. There must be some people in the office, though. I know it's not an office in this situation, mm-hmm. but if people thought they were expecting a, getting a holiday bonus, yeah, and they get these fruit and vegetables yeah. and covered in dirt, <laughs> no, and, no and they're no. not into this kind of eating, I mean that would just be yeah. that would be worse than the Jelly of the Month Club. It's, <laughs> but it's—I I think it'd be a great bonus. It's
1: it. Um... It wasn't a Christmas gift; it was just a random bonus that she got. Okay. So I think okay. that that's part of it, and it's yoga. An Whereas okay. it works for you every yeah. two years, so it's more fitting, I think. Makes sense. yeah, right. If you worked for uh, you know a bank and they, yeah. they gave <laughs> okay. you vegetables, yeah, I can see that being not, not so good. <laughs> yeah. So those are all the gifts I got. All right, good. So I think wraps us up, right?
0: That does wrap it up. We did not we did not do a, a big long-winded holiday gift. What well, was long-winded? Not a long-written holiday gift guide like we've done before. Uh, and I think we kept our holiday gift guide, uh, despite all the plugs for our own products that we mentioned. <laughs> uh, we did keep it fairly non-commercial, right? We talked about uh-huh. artisan coffee, which is usually small batch roasters, small, you know, yeah. independent people. Of we talked about vegan food gifts. You got all your running stuff there, of course, which is some of those are small companies. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, then you got the farm share. Farm shares. So, so it's not not the worst of of commercialized Christmas lists. I don't think so. Not the best, but not the worst.
1: I'm sure there are plenty of companies who would have liked for us to give them a shout out that we didn't, that we neglected or purposely yeah, did not do.
0: Here, so. we didn't neglect Thrive Market and Aloha, though.
1: No, that's right. And actually, those would be <laughs> both would actually be really good gifts. Thrive are, Market uh, yeah. membership to, yeah, to the no yeah, to, to they the are our sponsors. So
0: let's let's disclose that as we already have yeah. them.
1: And, and Aloha, no, their products are, are spot on. So either one of those, I think, would be great. That
0: is true. That's 100 percent true great Good. Excellent. Alright. Well, that episode was fairly long and epic and I hope people have enjoyed it. I hope that you've managed to listen to it one way or another. Maybe breaking it into two or three episodes to listen throughout the course of the holiday season. Mm -hmm. You know what we did? We did the Thanksgiving topics early and then the Christmas topics Oh, there you go. So that might work really well. We should have suggested that at the beginning. That people break it up in that fashion. (laughs) Okay. Well, that was fun. I'm glad we did that. I hope people enjoyed it. Yeah. Happy holidays. uh, Yeah. We'll still be podcasting, of course, throughout Throughout the holiday season, this wasn't just our like. Yeah, we actually our... have one coming out in a couple of days after this. Or we so. just say, this is it. And this is it, yeah. it's been so long, so <laughs> we don't do any more. Uh, no, we'll have more coming soon. And uh, yeah, so that's it. Check out slash bundle two. That's our bundle sale. Mm-hmm. Uh, or pay attention to nomadathlete blog and email, and I'll tell you about it there too. Uh, but that's, that's a pretty big deal. So, and then
1: again, all the recipes and everything and all these gifts will be linked to in the show notes, which is at slash. Radio-115.
0: There you go. Thanks for listening, everyone. Enjoy your Thanksgiving if you celebrate it in the United States Mm -hmm. and whatever other holidays you celebrate. All
1: right. (laughs)